here who's actually seen an X-rated movie? I've seen an Possibly. X-rated movie. You guys. I mean, porn counts, right? No, no, I'm talking like theatrical release. X-rated. Oh, I don't know. Stop. Hey, hey, priest. Hey, priest. Do the reading. <laughs> okay. Clockwork Orange and Midnight Cowboy. Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Good HIE Podcast, where we aren't the Hascast, and we aren't Seattle's Angels, and we're not sorry for it. We're our own thing, and we're cool, and maybe one day we'll be awesome enough to be on Ponyville Live. Please. Please. This week on the pro- <laughs> this week on the podcast, we have some regular podcast members coming up with us. We have a non-pencil. Hockey's back. Thank you, God. Enigmatic Otaku. I'm indifferent to hockey. Milk. What's up? And Ravage. What? But that's not what everyone's here for, of course. This week we have a very special guest with us, and he goes by the name of Brony Rider. Hi. Uh, Brony Rider, thank you for coming on with us. Uh, We have easily one of the most eventful weeks on the good HIE list forum uh, in regards to asking questions. We have so many posts in this thread right now. I believe we have over 28 posts of questions, which is an all new high for questions um, on the thread. So that said, um, for everyone who's watching at home, the easiest way that you can ask questions for us and for our guest is by commenting on the thread in the Good HA List group on FinFiction, or we have a non-pencil who is also going to be trolling the chat on Twitch TV and will interject from time to time to ask live questions straight to Brownie Rider. Um, All of them, and uh, a warning to you who are going to ask questions. We are trying to keep the podcast a little bit more gentle today. We're not asking questions about giant pony cocks and anuses and we're not asking questions about dead infants i know i know but we're not so if you ask those questions i'm gonna have to overlook them sorry folks i'm not saying go g-rated or even pg-rated the line between pg and r is fine i don't care just we're gonna blur out all the hand-holding yeah no 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 hand-holding we're better than that no no hand-holding i'm i'm a a big boy i can i can handle some stuff (laughs) okay (laughs) So go ahead. Nonviolent questions. No, <laughs> right. no. Um, that said, pencil. Do you want to talk about the drinking word and oh, anything yes else I, I missed? Do. Yes, I do. Um, so, as you guys know, we usually have our drinking word, and so when someone says that word, you are going to drink today. You guys better get ready to drink because our drinking word is human. That's right. On the Good HIE podcast, we have never had the drinking word be human before. And so we're doing that. We're not sorry. So let's uh, hope that you have something that won't actually cause brain damage. And that's what we're doing. So yeah, Brony Rider does not uh, endorse underage drinking publicly. Nor do oh, we. Please, no, don't, don't drink if you're under the age of 21. Please. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah, you're no, in the country no. where that's okay. Um, and even if you do drink responsibly, it is the weekend, but don't die, please. We've noticed our viewer count going down. Don't die. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. why. I'm sure. Um, no, no, no. But we might as well jump straight into the questions. We've got so many this week. Brony writer. Question number one comes from explosions in the forum. Uh, 
what is the worst thing you've ever done? It is there a story behind it? The worst thing I've ever done. Hmm. Right. That you're willing to publicly admit, of course. That I'm willing to publicly admit. Uh, hmm. I'm not going to pretend I'm a saint. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I'm a human being like everyone else. Take a shot. Ah, it's uh, again. Uh, I said no. it. I said it. Ooh, we got a troll. Yeah, um, hmm, worst thing I've ever done. And I'm willing to publicly admit. Like I'll I'll give a slight example. Like the other day, I actually I felt terrible like the entire day because when I came home from work, it was late, and it was straight up just pitch black in my house. And I have a cat, and it she's a silent little thing, and she flew across the room like Jade, like sixteen. She is. She is an old kitty cat. She <laughs> flew across the room, and I accidentally just straight up, like, punted her. It was. I felt terrible. She's fine. She's fine, but probably annoyed. I know how cats can be. My wife is a cat. <clears throat> is 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 a cat? Yeah. What has a cat? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I heard you say your wife is a cat. Ooh, I, that answers the question right there. So. <laughs> Um, no, but... uh, well, uh, I once told a friend he was going to hell. Oh, that's, oh. that's the thing I would Got change. I'm sure he was back. genuinely offended. I don't think so. It was in high school, and I used to be a lot more gung ho, political, gung ho, <laughs> religious. The two things you told me not to talk about here, but I used to be a lot more you know, militant in my beliefs, if you will. Right, right. Since considerably mellowed out, mellowed out. I mean, I'm still aligned to those particular things, but I've considerably mellowed out. But yeah, if I could change one thing in my whole life, that would be it. Damn, of all dude. of the things I've done, telling telling a friend, oh, you're going to hell you don't because you don't believe what I believe, that is wow. the thing I would change of all the things I've done. All righty. Well, then we'll move yeah. on to the next question. Uh, -huh. uh, next explosions asks, what does life mean to you? What does life mean to me? We're getting <laughs> oh, philosophical I... early, man. We're getting <laughs> yeah. real philosophical. I thought I'd get questions of where do you live? <laughs> you know, yes or no stuff. <laughs> nah, dude. <laughs> what does life mean to me? Live by the horse. <laughs> Die by the pony, horse. Pony, yeah. pony, pony is life. Well, keep fighting one day at a time, no matter what your battles may be. I also All find I also find society to be inherently ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the stereotypical stuff, you know, don't be a dick to people, you know, it, it, it's just squeeze as much out of it as you can. I think. <laughs> oh God. All right. Because you all never right. flipping know where it's going to take you. Because if you told me five years ago this is what I'd be doing, I'd be like, no, 
isn't my little pony that little girl's thing no no i went through the seven steps of being a brony that everyone else did um yeah so don't take it seriously i find it's just gonna hurt if you do <laughs> Does that answer your question? I'm I'm, I'm kind of jumping. No, around. no, you, you got it. There are no yeah. there are no wrong answers here by any means. Yeah. We're not sitting here being like you must no, no, answer no. this right or else. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, what makes you write? I have ideas that just have to get down on the paper or screen, as it were. Uh, that's what got me started. I was. Uh, I just I just had an idea and I posted it on DeviantArt. It's probably still there. And then I found Fim Fiction. I'm like, oh, here we go. And so I write now both for the the mostly the joy that comes with it to get my ideas out and also fiercely loyal fans. Um, uh, I would not be where I am today without them. And I can't begin to say how much I appreciate it. So I write uh, for my ideas just to get stuff out and to go, hey, guys, here's some cool ideas that I have. Here's, well, here's some stuff. You definitely um, have really loyal fans. Like, that's absolutely for sure. You have oh, some yeah. very loyal fans. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't. And that's awesome. Yeah, I can't begin to just. The first time I went to a convention and someone went, wait, you're a brony writer? or ask for my autograph or something like that, ask to have a picture taken with me. It's just mind boggling to me. I never thought I'd have that effect on anybody when I started, but yeah. All right. Wouldn't, probably wouldn't be doing it still if I didn't have such great fans. Would you say that you do the writing explicitly like for your fans? Well, I mean, I write what I want to read, I guess I write, I feel that I am not really in charge of the stories I write. I am merely a conduit from which the stories flow. Um, so I've made it no secret that I make it all up as I go along for the most part. I still have stuff that I plan. Um, but yeah. Being um, for well, my fans. Awesome. Um, I'm going to shift from the thread to a little more probably standard um, interview question. So what brought you into the MLP fandom? A uh, combination of my wife and my college roommate. Um, college roommate is the first time I ever heard about it. Um, this would be my sophomore year of college. I, uh, you know, went to my dorm room first, you know, week of college. Um, it's the same room I'd lived in the year before, so that was nice. Um, I met my roommate. It's like, oh, hey, how you doing? We go to bed, and the next morning, he's packing up all of his stuff to, to leave. I'm like, classes haven't even started yet. We, it's not even the weekend yet, I don't think. But yeah, he left, so I thought, cool, I got the room to myself. And... I think like a few weeks later or a few months later or something, I get a knock on the door and I open it up and a guy's on the other side going, Hey, I'm your new roommate. Oh, okay. And when he moved in, he had a couple 
pony figurines, uh, plushies of Pinkie Pie and Twilight, any little drawing scrawled on his fridge of Pinkie Pie. And I'm like, what? Um, okay, that's your thing, I guess. And then um, I thought, you know, my wife and I both thought, oh, she's my girlfriend at the time. And we both thought, oh, you know, maybe there's something to this. I mean, we, we both know of good shows aimed for kids, you know, like fairly odd parents and stuff like that. So it's like, let's try this out. So we tried it out. We watched the pilot and we're like, hmm, that wasn't very good. <laughs> I, had, I had the same reaction. So yeah, I, where to go from it. there then? We watched a few more and we're like, okay. And I was just like, all right interesting and i and i told my roommate i've watched a few episodes and he i kid you not went who's your favorite pony i'm like (laughs) (laughs) Uh, why did i imagine him suddenly like a a fedora coming from the heavens onto his head as he said that oh my god (laughs) (laughs) he was he was i guess what you'd call a i don't know masculine's the right word but no other part of his personality meshed with Brony, so or at least what I thought. Brony. Oh, he was very open about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, he he didn't hide that from anybody. I've heard he's since left the fandom, which is a little too bad. It's like, oh, you know. But uh, I stopped watching, and my wife kept watching, and she said, "Okay, look, episode I think it was nine, the Zakora episode." She's like. Fluttershy does this like has this like really deep voice. It's hilarious. You got to keep watching. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I kept watching, and I'm like, okay, this isn't terrible. But gosh, I'm not a brony. But I'll just finish the whole series just to see what it's all about. Famous last words. So I finished the whole series, and then my wife showed me this video of like the seven steps that you, when you become a brony, and I watched it. And I'm like, damn it, I'm a brony. <laughs> <laughs> so, you mean it wasn't like a radical thing for you where you see two episodes and you realize you're covered in pony merch i don't i don't remember when i started getting my first pony merch but it was i think it was even after season three it started because i the i when i caught up fully to the show the cranky doodle donkey episode had just come out oh wow yeah that's wow, deep yeah yeah so i've been in it for a while um awesome and and when i told my roommate i'm a brony he showed me that welcome to the herd picture as you do um (laughs) i did that for my brother and my best friend um both of whom were like i'm never getting into this and both of whom did (laughs) uh yeah so i got into it that way through a college roommate and my wife Cool. Good job. Uh-huh. Well, I haven't next, regretted it. The, this next set of questions seem to be from someone who's read your stuff before and is a fan. The last, um, one, should, the last one should probably not ask, but the, the first two, go for it. Okay. Um, what story, if you could have a team of the MLP writers look at, would you have them monkey with to make a story or to make an episode? Probably either Tales or Princess Celestia gets mugged. One of those two just seems to be most in keeping with the theme. For anybody who doesn't know, Princess Celestia gets mugged is exactly what it sounds like. Princess Celestia disguises herself as a pegasus just to have a day off, and she gets mugged and kidnapped. It's an (laughs) E-rated comedy. 
and just all the misadventures therein entails is the cutie mark crusaders try to get their cutie marks by cutting off the tails of their sisters, so Rarity, Applejack, and Rainbow Dash, and switching them around. So let me think. I think Rarity got Applejack's tail. I think Applejack, or I think Rainbow got Rarities and Applejack got rainbows or something like that. And, uh, you know, it was just a fun, fun little story. Uh, so I think those two are the ones that I've written that are most show appropriate, maybe, or at least most in keeping with the theme of the show. Um, they could be an episode if, if they really needed to. So yeah, I guess, I guess those two. Alrighty. Um, the next question. Let's say you get hired on to the MLP um, writers, like group, uh -huh. whatever they call it, the cast. Yep. Um, if you could make an episode of the show what sort of theme or moral would you try and put into the episode? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I know if I had to write one, it'd be a Celestia slice of life episode. Um, Cause you could briefly need one. Oh, we've been um, so due for a Celestia centric or Celestia point of view episode. We're also due for, a, for an episode where Celestia solves a problem. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Instead of sticking Twilight on it, yes. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Um, I have seen the the finale, so if there are any questions regarding that, I have seen the rest of the. I, I finished season six, so just to let you know on that. Um, a theme or a moral? <sighs> Don't be a douche. Nailed uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what kids these days need to learn. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what will ultimately... I mean, I guess they might have touched on that a touch with the Diamond Tiara Cutie Mark Crusaders get their Cutie Mark episode, but I don't think they've ever truly done an episode of how hurtful that kind of thing can truly be. I think they kind of did with the Babs one. A little bit, but I don't know if they went as all in as they could have or i mean it was it was a typical kids show bullying episode you could have changed that out with a few others and not changed the story all that much so i'd like to see, I'd like to see them go in a slightly different direction with that something that shows no this can actually be traumatic seriously don't be a douche it's only going to hurt you in the end and on top of everybody else Honestly, I was kind of expecting the moral you were going to say was do your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> don't mug people. Yeah. If you're a serial killer, here's how you don't get caught. <laughs> All right. I well, a lot of serial killer stories, I've noticed. I've done Rarity, Twilight. I guess she wasn't a serial killer. Murderer then. Rarity, Twilight, Fluttershy, and Applejack. Oh, man. Do we got some repressed urges going on here? I'm a Grimdark fan, what can I say? Although they turn into more tragedies than Grimdarks. Ah. Uh. Secret Life of Rarity was, I, would, I, I guess, is what you'd call my first popular story. Um, right, right. The first one that was really any good at all. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, now I'm going to go to a set of questions from Carrier of Heartbreak. Oh, um, here we go. 
But his first question is, how easy is it for you to just write, sit down and write for a decent period of time? It used to be easier. I don't know why it started getting more difficult, but it used to be easier. I mean, if I really push, then I could get something done. Um, is it more distractions? Is it just your standards are higher? Distractions and my brain just like going fuzzy, you know, my will getting sapped out to do it. Like, you know, we could be doing this or we could be playing Grand Theft Auto. You still haven't beaten it. <laughs> we need to break into the military base. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what if I just want to go bowling, okay? <laughs> Cause I think it's time that I, I know this might be controversial, but I think it's time that we, as a species, come together and admit that Grand Theft Auto 4 was not a good game. <laughs> Graphics, great. I mean, not now, but for the time they were great. Boring characters, mediocre voice acting, stupid story, and Roman. I, I gotta be honest, like, it kind of springtailing off that. When I got Grand Theft Auto 4, for PC, I played it for like two hours, and I'm like, this is this is boring. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see what the big deal was, and then when I jumped into Grand Theft Auto V, it started with a bank heist, and I'm like, oh, this is oh, great. Here we go. This yeah. is what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Um, we'll go to Carrier's next question. Uh, what parts of a story do you typically? hate writing but of course do it anyway because the story requires it the introductions like the first few paragraphs of a story because i can never flip and figure out how and obviously you gotta have that even if you're doing in media rays but i think i say pronounce it um you, you gotta have the first few paragraphs of the story just to get the setting down, the tone down, maybe some of the characters, but I just, I never know how to start it. Um, so for example, one of the stories that I have that's coming up is called Paralyzed, and it's uh, an Apple Bloom Grimdark story. Do we get oh. spoilers here? Are we getting spoilers? No, uh -huh. I, I, I don't want to do spoilers. It's, it's, a, okay. it's, it's, I don't know if Grimdark's quite the, it's an Apple Bloom horror story. Ooh. Um, yeah, I hope to make it really creepy. And I'd probably have more done on it if I could figure out how to flip and start the thing. Fair enough. Well, um, I'd suggest, I suggest you, you start at the beginning and you write to the end, and when you come to the end, stop. There you go. <laughs> that reference, though. Sorry. Bonus points out into the chat for anyone who gets the reference. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Um, I, I think this next question is really fun for almost every writer. Um, do you wish you wrote any of your stories differently? Is there anything that you would have changed if you were given the option? Yeah. Um, I think in my story, T.D. the Alicorn Princess, and by extension, the prince, I think I um, made the alicorns a little too powerful. Um, so, and I still might do this, especially for the print release of TV, the Alicorn Princess. If I can go back, I'd depower them a bit. Um, Cause right now the way I have it is 
the only things that can kill an alicorn is this thing called a nightmare weapon that was made by Nightmare Moon during the Civil War of when she of when Luna got turned to Nightmare Moon the ensuing Civil War she made x amount of nightmare weapons to kill Celestia it's basically weapons infused with dark magic like spears and swords and whatever um that just painfully sucks the life out of the alicorn and that's the way I have it that's the only thing that can kill them like, really you call yeah, them nightmare weapons I did it seemed it, it was I, I could have done worse um <laughs> and you know it makes battle scenes not quite as tense as they could be because it's just oh well he's being surrounded by a thousand minotaurs or whatever none of them can hurt him that long so it's like yeah, kind of, but I'd depower the alicorns a bit. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Now, you used a set of words that I always love to hear from guests, and they are print release. So, yeah, yes. Uh, how many sort of print projects have you worked on? Um, obviously, you're working on one right now. Mm -hmm. um, what led you to want to kind of release your own book? of pony writing and how are you doing it? Like plug yourself a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I figured it was the one that was to the Alicorn princess. I figured it was the one that was just in a place where I would need to do the least amount of work, the least amount of cleaning up to make it into a print book. Plus it was also my longest story. It's just shy of a quarter million words. Right. Anything that long before. Um, so it just seemed like the best option. I know I thought about The Secret Life of Rarity at one point, but having matured as a writer, I look back at The Secret Life of Rarity and go, yeah, that ain't ready. That, that <laughs> needs some work. The, there's other stuff that I would change. The second thing I'd probably change is some scenes in The Secret Life of Rarity, like the Diamond Dog chapter. I would change that. It was stupid, and the tone did not fit. Would you uh, change any of your human characters? Drink. Um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hear clinking of glasses. This is the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Not really, actually. I. I... I like them. I mean, main <clears throat> human character that I've written is, you know, Drink. TV. So. <laughs> yeah. And I know we have some questions about that later on, too. So you'll have I to... Will, that's the only reason I'm sitting here talking to you right now. <laughs> um, the TV stories. Oh, boy. So uh, many other human characters are just... I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is where we're at. <laughs> this is as it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. All right. Many of those uh, characters are just kind of side characters. I mean, in the next TD Alicorn book, there will be another one of those characters. <laughs> so careful. <laughs> who's uh, has a bit bigger of a role. Um, and I'm hoping that one starts coming out in the next few weeks or so because um i want to finish the prince today 
Um, I'm on the last chapter of that. Awesome. So, and then are you going to sell that through Lulu seems to be really popular. Is that what you're going to use or you have some other method? Uh, yeah, I think that's, I mean, obviously I'm going to go weigh my options, but I've heard that one's the best. So, I mean, uh, I, um, to answer your previous question of what have I edited for, I, uh, edited a bit, not a lot, but a bit for Changar Kordath's print version of Life and Times of Winning Pony. And I'm also, he's doing a re-release of that, I believe, with some other short stories in that continuity thrown in. And I will be, and I have been editing that as well. So, uh, supposed to be the second print book that I've worked on, but in terms of the prints, gee, I don't know. It wasn't quite as good as the first one. Um, but at the same time, it's also one of those, well, TDD Alicorn Princess ends, uh, ends on a cliffhanger. So Ooh. maybe I'm, I'm obligated to, we'll, we'll see how TDD Alicorn Princess goes. I mean, I know I mentioned it in a blog post a couple days ago and I had a couple of people go, oh, um, can, can I be on the list to buy that? I'm fairly certain I'll sell a fair few copies. And if anyone does want a print version, just message me and let me know so I can have a general idea of what kind of orders. Well, um, there you, yeah. well, there you go. That's the best way to do it. Um, go ahead and message Brony Rider. If you want to go buy his book, go support your pony writers. Who knows? <laughs> if you ask nicely, maybe he'll even autograph it for you. Fucking I do it. totally will. I do want to, to go to a convention with a big stack of them and sell them there. I saw an author doing that and I bought one. I forget what the book was called. I have it on my bookshelf. I never even read it on fan fiction, but I've made it my goal to collect as many print versions of stuff as I can. So I have that life and times and past sins. Well, it's good that you're uh, supporting other writers. Uh, yeah. What is our next carrier question, Priest? Our next carrier question is, how do you motivate yourself to write? I just think of all of the cool stuff that I'm going to put in a chapter. Um, the thing that I love most in any story that I write is comments. So I can know what I'm both doing right and wrong. Um, especially, especially the wrong. I would not be where I am today as an author if I hadn't had people go, oh, by the way, that was awful. Or you have a real problem with comma splices or, you know, whatever. Um, so, but I just love posting a chapter of something and just having the people reading it go, oh my gosh, you did not just do that. And I'm like, I did, I did, I totally did. <laughs> um, just, I love it when readers freak out at something I've posted or, or they're just affected by it at all. Like, wow, that was really powerful or that was hilarious. I love this line. One of the things I love doing is writing a line that I'm like, oh, they're going to laugh at this. And then seeing a couple of comments going, I laugh my ass off at that with like 10 thumbs up on those comments. It's like, <laughs> yes, I love making people laugh. It's one of my favorite things to do just ever. Very much for the, very much for the writer then. And in fact, speaking of making people laugh, we, I noticed as I was doing my research on you. I was Ooh. studying you. Whoa. Um, Priest, you actually... Priest, do, I need, Priest, do I need to be jealous? Maybe a little, because oh, this man. guy, okay. 
this this awesome guy wrote for Cracked a few times and shared it. I did. <laughs> Four okay. times now. Okay. That's really awesome. Uh, that is to really see cool. How people from Pony are actually working and trying to branch out to other areas and mm -hmm. really diversify themselves. Yeah. Um. Now then, uh, the next question: Do you? The next question is, what do you do while you write? Do you listen to music? Do you um, snack? Do you what do you do? What's your writing process as you write? I just try to focus completely on the writing. I don't listen to music. I try to drown out as many. Just uh, sometimes it's not always possible. Um, <laughs> I uh, I have one of those you know stupid science classes that. I could put in 10 minutes of work at the very end of the semester and get, you know, a B or a C plus or whatever. Anyone who's been to college knows the type, just the 100 level classes you don't really have to try for. And I bring my computer and I sit in the very back and I write. I have updated a couple times actually, just doing that. I just, just writing in the science <laughs> class. I mean, obviously I look up uh, every now and again, one, to pretend I'm paying attention and two, to, you know, try to get some of the information involved. But, yeah, I try to drown out as many distractions as I can. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll take a little break. Um, it, it can be kind of draining just writing for hours. It definitely can, yes. But, yeah, especially when you do it the way I do, just make it up. Like, sometimes you just totally get stuck. And when I do that, I try to just write whatever BS comes to my head and then I go, okay, 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 I got what I'm going to delete that and start up again. But yeah, so, no, no music, no TV. Maybe I'll snack every once in a while, but yeah. And I do most of my best writing at night. If it's two in the morning, I'm probably doing okay with the writing. I'm, I'm a total night owl. That's awesome. Um, yeah. it, when you do write, how off, how many words do you typically get down? It depends on the day. There's, I mean, sometimes as little as 10, but I once, and on a, like a five, six hour desk shift, banged out an 11,000 word story, which was not very good, but I did it. Yeah, it can, so yeah, those are the two sides. Those are the two extremes. Um, there's no typical, I guess, if we're going to average it out, maybe two, 3,000 words, I guess. I think that's pretty fair. That, that's, that's about probably the minimum length you can get away with for a, a good chapter. Yeah. And then, you know, you follow up for editing and stuff, and that usually mm -hmm. expands and contrasts, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take only one more question from Carrier, because we have a whole bunch of stuff to get to. Mm -hmm. But if you, you had... If you had all of your human followers in a room, drink. Hey! Yeah. If you could tell them one thing, um, just directly to your followers, what would it be? Thank you. Just, I cannot overstress how much your support means to me. Just thank you so much. You've changed my life with your support. I wouldn't be the man I am today without my writing and you guys reading it and commenting and following and 
all of that, especially the criticism. Um, I've improved as a writer a lot because of criticism, constructive criticism, not you're the dumbest thing ever kind of stuff, but constructive criticism. Um, and, and that's helped me in other aspects of my life too. My college papers got a lot better once I started being actually, you know, like a good writer. So yeah, I mean, that's the big thing. Just say thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for everything. I think that's really sweet. sweet. Yeah. So so nice. (laughs) Let's move on down then to some fun rapid fire questions. Uh, We're going down to Bendy. Well, let's do the, let's do the first easy question. Just yes or no. Have you heard of Wakfu? No. There you go. Next question. All right. Um, who would win in a fight with Princess Celestia? Uh, Anybody? Oh, 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 oh wait, no. Could you yeah. win a fight with Princess Celestia? There you go, baby. Oh, could I win a fight with Princess Celestia? Yes. I don't know how hard am I breathing in her general direction. Do you at least have a gun? <laughs> Heavy brain. I don't have a gun. <laughs> I just kind of need to ask her nicely even, hey, it's for the plot, and Twilight will save you, and she'll learn a bunch of friendship lessons. So, And then I uppercut her, and she goes, oh, okay, and goes down, and I, whatever. And, and she falls dramatically and skids across the floor, and her crown bounces off and clinks against yeah. the tile. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you yeah. pat her on the guy. back like no hard feelings, and she falls over and pats her. <laughs> yeah. She just raises it's, it's her head. It's funny how much I've I've made her a hundred times more powerful. Even Princess Celestia gets mugged than the show writers ever did. <laughs> it's it's like I get that you want to have a you don't want to have her be so powerful that she can solve everything. I I totally get that, but there's got to be a balance. We've never seen Celestia beat anything stronger than a want it need it spell. I mean, in flashbacks, it's like oh Celestia beat Luna with the elements of harmony, but just on her own merit, we've never seen Celestia beat anything other than a wanted needed spell, as far as I can remember. So, could I win in a fight with Celestia? Yeah. An inanimate in a fight with Princess Celestia, as the show has presented her. Could any human win in a fight with Princess Celestia? Yep, that's exactly what I was going for. There you go. Yeah, probably <laughs> almost any of them. I'm imagining this boxing match between Celestia and some random human. Human? Wait, that's two humans. Damn it, that's a third. Okay. Everybody, Derek! Yeah, yeah. we've all seen Breaking Bad here, right? (laughs) Next question. So, like, the the, the guy in the wheelchair with the bell? Yeah, he could probably do it. (laughs) Next next question on that note. (laughs) Uh, Would you burn a book in front of Twilight Sparkle? Yeah. Oh. Next question. Is it Mein Kampf? Yeah. Okay, okay. I have read part of Mein Kampf. I don't think people fully realize how dumb that book is. Like, it's not good. I'm not even talking it's a bad book in terms of, oh, the content is terrible and hateful. No, it's a dumb book. It's it's a bad, poorly written mess. Welcome to the good HIE book club. I'm a history major and I'm like, this is so boring. I couldn't I couldn't finish it. It was too boring. Alright, would you give Twilight the book Twilight to read? Yeah. 
Just watch your screen. Right. Oh, man. Just so fair. Yes. I, I probably would. And then take it and burn it in front of her. Good. Yeah, Actually, no, sense. that she would probably like you because of that. Anyway, <laughs> why do, oh god. Um why do the vampires in Twilight sparkle? I see what you did there, Bendy. I see what you did. <laughs> well, it's sort of like a I don't think that was a serious question. No, 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 no. You don't have to worry about this. Yeah, it no, it's okay. It's like I think it's a mating ritual kind of thing. It's like <laughs> when a peacock spreads its feathers, you know, hey, I'm hot, right? And then can you just have a soundbite uh, of you saying that, and that can be our ringtone. <laughs> hey, I'm hot, right? What's the point of podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, I don't care. Um, <laughs> But it's also their way of, you know, it's kind of like uh, corn snakes versus. I forget. I would. I used to know this. The 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 snakes that look like they have the same color stripes, but they have a different pattern that shows you which one's poisonous or not. It's like yeah. a milk snake and a coral snake. That's what it was. Snake, yeah. I was so sure you were going to say. I know the rhyme. So, yeah, so sure red touches yellow. You're a dead fellow. Red touches black. You're okay, Jack. I yeah, was so sure you were going to say it's some form of vampire bioluminescence. Okay, what's the next question, Brace? Well, I mean, it's, okay. it's basically, basically your way to tell these aren't real vampires. Okay, moving on. Uh, anyway. <laughs> now we got some questions from Snuffy, who's a fan of yours. Hi, Snuffy. Uh, Hi, Snuffy. He says, I didn't have the stomach to read more than one chapter of The Secret Life of Rarity, mm -hmm. but he was really impressed you had the balls to even attempt such a story. What was it like to write that story, and how did the readers react upon receiving it? It was very much a... Uh, I enjoyed it, because, like I said, I, I, I enjoyed the dark stuff. Um, like I think five or six of the movies on the top on my top ten favorite films of all time are horror. Um, my favorite movie characters Hannibal Lecter, uh, stuff like that. Um, so it was it was fun for me. Uh, I actually didn't like Rarity as a character before I started writing that, but after I started writing it, I really grew to like her because what I had to do to uh, make the story as good as possible is I had to dissect Rarity's brain, if you will, to see where in her personality can I fit serial killer. I was and so I sure really liked the say. character as a result. And the reactions to the secret life of Rarity were back then and still, for the most part, continue to be pretty positive, especially for some of the real, uh, the really dramatic scenes. Um, you know, like Sweetie Belle finding out and the scene with the mother and her filly uh, and the ending got a lot of people, um, a lot of people. I still get comments on that, comments on the final few chapters like, dude, wow. So that that was nice. It was only my third story and, and here I am like getting uh, positive feedback. Like people are saying they really like it and that's that was great for me. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next question. Uh -huh. uh, Snuffy asks, would you rather mug Celestia or Luna? 
Would I rather what? Bug. Bug. Are we talking bug. like, like wiretapping or what if your story yeah, would you rather bug. mug? Oh mug. Mug. Okay. I'm sorry. I heard oh, bug. Um would I rather mug Celestia or Luna? Probably Celestia because as in my story, <laughs> she'd play along with it. She'd find it amusing. And even if she I, didn't, it doesn't sound like she'd be much of a fight for you. No, probably not. But I think she'd find it amusing. I think Luna would go, excuse me, and then snap me in half. But <laughs> I think Celestia would take the whole thing with fairly good humor. <laughs> I think. Oh, yes, strange human. Take my gold necklace or whatever. Drink. I'm sure you can pawn this off. Everybody drink and... Oh, uh, the humanity. What's I'm going to fix a couple of things here. Human, 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 human. Well, wow. everybody just start down in alcohol. <laughs> what is our next question? Uh, Snuffy really likes your slice of life stories. When are you going to write another one? Hmm. Well, I am working. I need to get more of it done. I, by that, I mean I need to start it. But um, the YouTuber Commander Firebrand. Uh, he's Fiery oh. Joker on Thin Fiction. I know him. Yeah, him and I are collabing on a slice of life story with involving Rainbow Dash in um, flight camp as a flight camp counselor and some one of the things that happens to her. So that would be slice of life. And I also kind of want the third TV the Alicorn Princess book to be a little more slice of lifey, kind of in the same vein as the first one. And maybe a little bit more like life <laughs> of an ombroni too. That that that's pretty slice of life. Um, hey Nigma. It's not slice, wifey enough. Slice of life <laughs> ain't very wifey. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the In Jokes podcast. <laughs> oh, tell him. You poor little piece of shit. Yeah, um oh, so Brony Writer, uh an enigmatic yep. otaku who you might know for um writing that one story about dragon tits. Um he Nope. Once upon a time, decided to write his first fan fiction. And what was the subject of Nigma? It was for Fire Emblem. It was Fire Emblem. And what did a female character say in this? I'm sorry, I'm not wifey enough. <laughs> At that point, I decided, no, fan fiction's not for me. And then you wrote about dragon tits. Oh, how the mighty have fallen even further. Enigma, you are such shit. How? <laughs> Look I'm up. sorry I'm not wifey enough, like wife. Yes. With the Y at the end. My wife has never told me that. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you have good taste. Unlike Enigma. And to be fair, I've never told my wife that either. Hey, <laughs> this, <laughs> this podcast is about Brony Rider, not me. Oh, now, you have, now you have something to share in, in private yeah. company. She's going to get home from work, and I'm going to be standing next to the door having broken something. I'm sorry I'm not wifey enough. She's going to look at me like I'm crazy. But she does at least three, and four, three or four times a day. Well, that, that's how you know you're doing something right. Trust me. Yeah. Life is too stupid to take seriously. Yes. Yes, it really is. Alrighty. Uh, number four, and then we'll move off Snuffy to more questions. Because I think uh, the other answers are pretty well established after that. Um, you've written so much for film fiction. Uh -huh. Have you put any thoughts into, not necessarily 
real writing per se, but have you put mm. a lot of thought or attempt into getting like a book published? Well, uh, other than the printed TV, the Alicorn princess book, um, I've thought about doing my own work, my original fiction. And I've a few ideas, one of which would be semi-autobiographical, but nothing I've started on or anything like that. That's more my brother's scene. My younger brother graduated from Grove City in Pennsylvania with an English degree, and he's, he wants to write published books and stuff. So, eh, kind of, but not really, I guess is the overall answer. No, that's fair. Uh, you have plenty of time to think on it, so yeah, not to worry. Yep. All right. Um, I think. Oh, I think we have some rapid fire questions coming up. All right. Um, are, are we you... looking at Nestor? Nestor. I am looking at Nestor. Nestor's questions. We'll just do. Um, and you can say pass on any of these, but these we're going to do some uh, fun, silly, and weird questions. Are you prepared? Go right ahead. Quick yes no out. ones. All right. Um, Nestor asks, can I punch Bendy? Punch Bendy who? Bendy. He's a, he, for a while, held the crown for most stories written on film fiction. Oh, I don't know him. Go ahead. <laughs> Everyone right. does something to deserve being punched in the face at some point. All right. Sure. Would you rather be a ghoul or a quarter dragon and another magical being? Huh. A ghoul, I guess. I could haunt the people I don't like. Yay! Fuck around with them, you know. Isn't a ghoul not a, corp a corporeal thing, though? No, no, it depends. They're different. They're different versions, you know. Play Fallout, you know that. Anyway. Um, let's see. Who do you want to punch in the dick the most right now? <laughs> Their names are Michael Fuller and. This is a real name, Montez Butts. Oh, Montez Butts. Yeah. Oh, who the hell is Montez Butts? <laughs> One of the most cowardly, ignorant, paranoid, moronic men I have ever met in my life. Huh. Explain. Well, that's fantastic. But. Alrighty. Maybe um, someday. Maybe someday. Anyway. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> the next question is, would you ever send nudes to another person? What? Would you send nudes to somebody? Like your wife? I need to send nudes to my wife when she can see it whenever she wants. I don't... There you go. That's a fair hey. answer. Yeah. Now, if you're in Equestria, what about a pony? Same, same answer? Sure, sure. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Would I send nudes to Twilight or whatever? Yes. Is that what you're yeah. Saying? But here, yeah. but here's the thing: would they even see it as erotic because they're naked all the time? It was like, ah, huh, look, that's what he looks like under those clothes. Yeah, I. I, I don't know. <laughs> why? Why, why did this come with a caption? Am I wifey enough? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, uh, do 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 do. Um, do you believe people when they say nice things to you, or do you assume they're lying? Why? I, I believe them. 
I think inherently most people aren't dicks. So when I, you know, read a nice comment on one of my stories or something like that, I don't believe they're lying. Why, why would I? Um, yeah, I mean, I know there are people who have said supportive things to me and they're lying out their ass, see aforementioned Montez bots. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I believe people when they say nice things to me. Awesome. Uh, do you think Cadence was only made so that they could make toys? Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, freeze. She's I mean, best pony. It's they, 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 not best pony. Well, it, it, I mean, look, the whole show was just made to sell toys. It's just, I don't want to say happy accident because the people behind it are very, very talented. Um, but, you know, it's a merchandising show, first and foremost, for Hasbro. I mean, for people working on it, it's a, we would want to present quality show first and foremost. I know for Lauren Faust especially, it's a passion project. And I still make, don't make, know make how my wife girls, yeah. I still don't know how my wife got Lauren Faust to make my Unity candle or to help make my Unity candle for our wedding. I still oh. don't know how What? That's yeah. super nice. Is yeah. there a story behind this? I want to hear the story. <laughs> okay, so um my wife got my family to hand make my unity candle so that she showed me a video of my grandparents my siblings her and my parents uh you know saying oh all these nice things about me that weren't lies <laughs> <laughs> and uh she uh you know they would dip you know the weight and the string into a pot of hot wax and the very final thing that popped up was Lauren Faust. The, the very final scene in the video was Lauren Faust. And she she tied the weight to the string after saying a few nice things. Aw. Yeah. I that didn't <laughs> my wife said that she will remember <laughs> the look on my face when Lauren Faust popped on the screen forever. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> I was shocked. I'm like, what? So now she's set a very high bar, obviously, for, you know, like our anniversary. I got to get her something good for our anniversary because she got Lauren Faust to help make my unity candle. It was just, oh, man. But yeah. But yeah. yeah that's, that's, answer that's your previous question. Fun. Yes. Cadence was made to sell toys. Not so as egregiously as the Rainbow Power main six, which... Still think the designs for those are terrible, but yes. So Cadence so came into existence, and she was like, "So what's my purpose?" And Hasbro was like, "To make toys." And she was like, "Oh, oh my god!" My god. <laughs> uh, and she responded, "I thought I was here to just hear the lamentations of their women, and no, so toys." <laughs> oh man, just references all day today. Mm -hmm. uh, let's skip down to questions from Major Dude. We got one. He asked an extremely important question. This okay. Is this is vital. Pepsi or Coke? Coke. Good Ooh, man. You have good. chosen good. wisely. Good. You did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we Not to say that I hate Pepsi, but yeah, Coke. 
Coca-Cola sponsored so that's Dr. fine. Dr. Pepper, <laughs> honestly, but yeah, it's Coke. All righty. Now let's go to questions from Dark Rip that are Dark Whip that are actually pony related. All um, right. Do you plan on writing anything related to changelings in non Bronyverse? Yes. I mean, Ooh. I already did. TD is part changeling because he ran into their hive, but I don't think I've made this a secret. Yeah. Chrysalis is coming back for revenge. Plus, plus in the prince, the changelings allied against Equestria, so they had a big battle scene with them. So I've done a fair amount with changelings in, in the non-Broniverse already. But yeah, there's there's more coming up for them. Now, will I add what the changelings have become in the season finale to the non-Broniverse? Spoilers! This, it, that is tied to the next question. Keep in mind, they do want to ask, what do you think of the questions from the season six finale? But if like, you can... Can I like... If you can, try to do it in a non-spoiler way. Okay. Wait, what was the question? Um, what do you think of the change? Stuff. What do you think of the changelings from the season six finale? And you mentioned, are they going to come? Is that going to be a factor in your story? So, if you can really answer those in a non-spoiler way, okay. I really doubt it, but I I thought it was interesting. Interesting is a fair assessment, and it is very non-spoilery. Yeah. All I heard you say was, are they going to come? Wow. Of course you did, Enigma. Of course you did. That's all you ever hey, heard. Hey, hey. Changelings harvest love a little differently than that. <laughs> that we know. So of. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take this out of the chat because I, I like puns. Um, do you like ponies? Because you just got ponied. Oh. oh god damn it did you actually fucking read that you fuck here's the thing here's the thing that most people don't understand about puns puns can be very effective if you use them as precision weapons not blunt force trauma is how i view puns there's nothing inherently wrong with puns but you gotta use them right precision weapons slide them in there not beat you over the head with it I didn't make a sex joke about slide it in there. Everyone should be proud of me. Can we move on before I do? Yeah, no, we, we really got a pony up. God are, fucking damn it, Priest! Puns are, puns are punny. Oh, stop, Nick, stop. Dark, dark hey, whip then asks... A good pun is its own reword. Reword. Okay. Yeah. All right. If TD comes back to the human world, will he still be an alicorn prince? Drink. No comment. Okay. Awesome. Now we got some questions from Redshirt, one of our green admins. At what point did it seem like a good idea to come on this podcast? When you asked. I've seen that you do a podcast before, and I'm like, ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, we... You poor soul. We tend to get around... Priest, mm. it's only because I sell you. Stop. No. <laughs> so, I mean, but even now, you use in protection a when you get around as often as you do, right? Or do you have like a lot of prescriptions? Nah, we we do shit stuff. raw and and you know bareback because this is horses, so I gotta make a bareback pun. They also well, use I, bubble wrap. Uh, 
What? <laughs> For what? <laughs> For the shipping, of course. <laughs> I'm done. You guys can good. do this. That was actually good, Enigma. Good job. Good you can do this podcast Look, without me. I'm well, done. Priest has already admitted that he kept me in his basement for as long as, oh. you know, that, that's what he said when he posted the questions <laughs> thread that I should have been keeping me in his basement. <laughs> it's an okay basement. I wish he had cable and something above a GameCube, but, you know. Hey, hey, Melee is the best game to ever grace the GameCube. Yes, okay, Priest. Was. Priest. Yeah. Priest. It, re- it was really good. Priest. I had a GameCube growing up. Still do. Is your basement better than my closet? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But it's not better than my closet. Jesus, hey, Priest. You, you want to buy a Flutter Priest? <laughs> wow. Oh. Reese, you insult her closet after she added a feeding tube just for you. Hold on now. I'm still owed Priest for two weeks. I'm still waiting on him to show up. Anyway, so. All right, all right. Redshirt then asks What was the inspiration for your magnum opus? Whatever you consider your magnum opus to be, of course. Hmm. I guess we'd go with T.D. the Alicorn Princess, because I do think it's my best one right now. And the inspiration from from it was basically, ooh, wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> and it just kind of ballooned to what it is. Now. Like the original T.D. story, it was never meant to be anything more than like a 40,000-word funny story. But then it turned into a quarter million words with a sequel and another sequel coming out soon. But yeah, it was just like, wouldn't this be funny? Because the one of the big draws of TD is just seeing how I fuck with him. Just seeing what I do to him. I've done so much to that guy. I've killed him a few times. Um, so it became popular largely because of the schadenfreude aspect of it. It's just, oh, he turns into a girl and an alicorn? Oh, yeah, sign me up. This is hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, I thought it would be funny, and then it morphed. It got out of my control. Nice. Yeah. Um, next question is, do you have any regrets related to starting to write pony fiction? Not a one. Ta-da! Like, my family's supportive of it. My wife obviously loves it. Um... I mean, yeah, I've had people who are like, oh, you do that? I had one person say to me, any respect I might have even had for you as a brony is just gone now. And I'm like, well, fuck you too. Um, (laughs) I would have said that if he wasn't one of my bosses. Oh. And he was a manager, I'll stress. He was a a manager. He was like one and a half steps above where I was. But yeah, he was just a dick. So, uh, have you ever gotten recognized by a fan before? Are we talking just I'm out day to day? No, no. I mean, I mean in general, like, like you, you've met a fan in real life. Outside of conventions? No, well, conventions. even even conventions too. Oh, conventions it happens all the time. It's it's easy for conventions because I have panels on them and people to hear Brony Rider speak. But I know um, 
my brother and one of his friends both separately have talked to people who are bronies and they both go and then they've asked oh do you know who brony rider is and the response both time was yeah yeah i totally do i love his stories so i haven't but other people have but in conventions oh yeah it happens all the time people ask for autographs photos which oh, humbles me so much it's like i'm not that good <laughs> but no i i i love it 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 really adds like a how do i put this it, it adds some i don't want to say realism to it but it, it just it helps me understand no these aren't people these aren't just accounts on a computer screen that i'm entertaining and affecting these are people and that's yeah it's great you know, I just realized I just realized that you sound a bit like James Woods. James, what the fuck are you talking? Where about? is that coming from? Yeah, I'm hearing Hades. N no. Okay. Why does this keep happening to me? So, um, when I was at BabsCon the other day, or last BabsCon, Terry Classen said, "You look like you look just like this one Canadian hockey player," and I looked at the picture of the guy, and nobody else agreed. I forget what the guy's name was, but he played for the Montreal Canadiens. I think he still does, but I forget who it was. And it's like, uh, no, everyone I showed it to, like, do I look like this guy? I went, no. It's like, okay, seeing walking in Memphis with Terry Claston, and he thinks he looked like a Canadian hockey player. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta ask because uh -huh. um, you mentioned BabsCon. Was it this last year? Yep. Were you at Horizon's um, party, by chance? The writer meetup? I missed it, I think. I was the VIP liaison for Denny Liu at that BabsCon. Oh, um, okay. Great guy, by the way. Um, he's, he's great. He's very, he's very nice, very interesting to talk to, all that fun stuff. So, you I know, was just wondering I was... if we had the chance that maybe we met offhand. So, okay. Anyway, we got a bunch of questions still in the thread. Uh, we'll mm. go to Vylon, who do 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 do. We're doing rapid fires? Um, yeah, I see a couple of these that look like rapid fires. They already asked, answered that first one. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few ones here that we already had. Uh, have you thought about reviewing some of your best works and posting it as a blog? It would seem a little narcissistic of me, I think, just to go, hey, these are my best works. Yep, pat myself on the back. Be great. I mean, I do review other stories. There's this um, group on fin fiction, Reading Sins. Uh, I, do those, uh, I, I do those sometimes. I've done Reading Sins for like Princess Celestia Hates Tea, A Puppet to Her Fame, My Philly Nightshine. Um, I prefer to do ones for popular stories as opposed to the low-hanging fruit of some crack fic, you know. But yeah, I don't think I'd ever review my own stories because I don't know if I could be objective about it. Um, other people see my stories a different way and that's more helpful to me. That really helps me gauge, okay, here's here's the actual quality of the story. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Alrighty, uh, what question do you think is your forte and what draws you to it? What genre you mean, not question? What genre is your forte? 
Is that doesn't what it sound is? too conceited. I think I'm the best serial killer author on the site. I know that might sound a little conceited, but it's what people tell me. I, I managed to successfully turn Fluttershy into a serial killer, keeping her completely in character and in a way that it's like, oh, this could actually happen on the show kind of thing, which people also think I did with the Secret Life of Rarity. So especially because it's a genre that not a lot of people dip their toes into, if you will. Um, I mean, I'm, I think I'm good at human and equestria too. Drink. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, more people indulge in that genre, uh, attempt to write. I mean, there's a hundred times more HIE um, fix than there are serial killer stories on the site. So yeah, I guess serial killer stories. Awesome. That's right. what draws I'm... me to them. I just like it. It's just fun. You just keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah, as long as you have fun. Mm -hmm. I'm scrolling down through a bunch that we've already kind of answered, and now I'm hitting on. The question is, what is hardest and the easiest thing about writing for you? You already mentioned struggling with kind of the first few paragraphs of a story, but mm -hmm. what is the easiest thing for you? I think I'm good at writing dialogue. I don't know what it is. It just kind of flows naturally for me sometimes. I mean, not all the time. Sometimes I sit there and go, okay, what would this character say? But I flow more naturally when I'm writing dialogue between two or three characters, or generally two characters. Yeah, and the hardest would still be starting the stories. <laughs> so, yeah. Alrighty. The next question is, what is the best or most memorable compliment you've ever received? Hmm. Best or most memorable compliment I've ever received. Hmm. While you're thinking, I, I know it, it's quite common for some people who really, really work a lot on the site that someone will message you and say things like, um, you know, I, I came home when you posted a new story or a new chapter. This really made my day. I had a horrible day. And you you make it easier to come home at the end of the day. Things like that. Or Yeah, um, I've, I've gotten a few of those. On my story, Ooh. TD punches everything. One of the comments was, this turned my bad day at work into a good one. And I, I always appreciate stuff like that. Because like, oh, I got to I got to help you out for today. But one of the comments on my story, uh, Broken Blossom, the third killer rarity story. Uh, i trying to remember exactly what it, uh, it was, but something to the effect of every day when I see that Brony Rider has posted, I sit on my easy chair, light up a cigarette, pour myself a drink, and then get to reading. It's my own Brony Rider chapter ritual. It's like, oh, it's kind of neat. <laughs> but I do appreciate the comments most of like, this has brightened up my day. Um, I laughed hard at this, or even just this this story, this chapter, this moment really affected me and made me think about some things. You know, those are those are always nice. Do you want a new compliment? Because I got one for you. Oh God, here we go. Oh no, here we go. I loved your performance in Disney's Hercules. Fuck the fuck off! I just. 
Okay. It, it wasn't even a performance. It was a little motion capture. I don't. I don't... That's him. It's Chase Woods. <laughs> so, um, Enigma, after the podcast, would you prefer I rip your entrails out through your mouth or your anus? Because I'm going to let you have that decision. Well, I've been having stomach problems recently, so preferably the latter. Okay, I'll be anus. the former. Good to know. If, if anyway, the James Wood thing is bothering you so much, I can always uh, switch to my Australian accent and just pretend to be an Australian for the rest of the podcast, you know? Do I sound like James Woods now? Dundee, is that you? Stop. <laughs> stop. It's time to stop. The next question is, how could anyone go as far as to steal from a midget? <laughs> Read the actual joke, fucker. Okay. How could anyone go as far as to steal from a midget? No. Oh, oh the whole You wouldn't have joke. to go very far. Wow. I was reading in the newspaper today about this midget who got pickpocketed. How could anyone stoop so low? But uh Anyway, next fucking question, please. Given you are trapped in a room for an hour with a single noise, would you rather listen to glass squeaking against styrofoam or nails scraping against a blackboard? Nails on blackboard. Got it. All right. What we got? What we got? Um. The, what? What is this next question? Okay. Don't well, ask I'll, that question. Okay. You're off put as well. I see. If if you were a genie and a person asked you this wish, I wish you would not grant me this wish. What would you do? Throw him off the Empire State Building. <laughs> Being a smartass. Got him. <laughs> Grants my wish. Um, if you could have personally witnessed one event in history, what would it? What you? What would you want to have seen? That's a good one. I have a suggestion. No, you do not get suggestions. Let's say VJ Day. Really? Yeah. Huh. I was going to say the Kennedy shooting so you could see what really happened. Wow. <sighs> Welcome to the Conspiracy Podcast. No. <laughs> um, um, the next question is very serious. Mm-hmm. Who is best pony? I can never decide between Pinky and Rarity. Man, Rarity, I enjoy watching the most, but I am Pinkie Pie. <laughs> oh man, I think, no, I... I think Rarity's best pony, Sweetie Belle is best crusader, Luna is best princess, Derpy is best background, but Dinky is best Philly. No, Twilight is best Philly. Philly Twilight is the cutest we've ever seen. I, you, know, you, you have a soft spot for the adorable Twilight trying to do magic and failing. I do. I once That's read a fair. story. Something effect of Philly Twilight gets glasses, and everybody just kept having the doll heart attacks around her, except oh, Celestia. Oh, that story. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, except for Celestia's like Twilight. You can't wear glasses anymore. You are just too cute. They were actually <laughs> dying. People were actually dying, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the story. Well, we kind of had a moment like that with Moon Dancer. I mean, no. you know, Twilight version two. No. We've never had that with Moon Dancer. 
We had we had, we yeah. had the yeah. pony whose like, head was stuck in a beaker. No, no, no. We uh, they were sitting there and they were arguing over uh, sections in a book. Yeah, Moon but that's not... read the wrong one. It's mm -hmm. not cute though. Anyway, it's books. Um, now we have a Vylon story. Um, oh, oh, let's be careful. Vylon stories are known for being pretty. <laughs> no offense, I've I've read ahead. It's pretty tame. Surprisingly, All right, suspiciously. Then I, I, I... This... Enigma, I'm, tr I'm trusting you, so don't let me down again, okay? All right, Brony Rider, yep. you are Le Pony Cuddler, and Best Pony is playing with you. Yay, Happy Face. You play tag with each other, um, Happy Face. Best Pony chases you through the kitchen, the living room, and finally to your bedroom, little hearty, hearty emoticon. You jump on the bed, and Best Pony jumps after you, but they, their jump is too short, and they boop their nose at the edge of the bed is owie best pony says sad face you say ah will you kiss the boo-boo away if she asks oh wait a minute the boo-boo's on the nose i just realized yeah what do you think where did you think the boo-boo would be don't answer that That's actually uh, no, that uh, this, that was a completely innocent question, and we I just know. accidentally made it bad. I so, welcome it to the fandom, gee. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> okay, the answer is yes. And finally, last question of hers. Oh, uh, will you give us hugs and kisses, please, with a little heart? What? That that's her question is, will you give us hugs and kisses? I'm guessing correspondingly to the chat and all the people watching. Do we all get hugs? Hugs, hugs sure, but kisses I reserve for my wife. James uh, Dundee, James Dundee, am I getting a hug and kiss? Nope. What about getting thrown off the Empire State Building for making that Yay! stupid wish? Thank <laughs> wow! So much. Thank you so much. I'd I'd, I'd like to thank everyone who waited who's waited for this moment along with me. Enigma all pancake right. is best pancake. I'm going to scroll all the way down to Tony Montana. Yeah, he has the next set of questions. Um, let's see. Are we having a hard time keeping the guests from freaking out, or are we enjoying watching him suffer? Uh, I think, are you having a good time, Brony Rider? I sure am. Good. That's what's important to us. And I am being so nice. I am making no one suffer except maybe Enigma a little. I am not. <laughs> I've even cut down on my swearing. Where's my drink? Well, no, oh, what's matter life a little suffering at the hands of your friends? Oh. Where's my hey, hey, hey. <laughs> We're only human. Thank you, Raz. Speak for yourself. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm a genie who threw you off the Empire State Building, remember? <laughs> oh, the humanity. Oh my god, again? <laughs> Actually, no comes hey, from. there is no humanitarian aid here. Everybody Even though the quote, oh, the humanity comes from, the like, the original person who said it. You know yes, what I mean? Of course. Oh, nope. of course. I don't. I don't. How do you guys not know? I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> the Hindenburg explosion. Yeah, dude, it was, it was the first time it was said, like, on live recording on radio. Like, holy fuck, it was... As the thing was the reporter's burning. freaking out. He's just barely holding it together. It's actually pretty powerful footage. Yeah. Would the, the pony? Yeah. Would the pony version of "Oh the humanity" be "Oh the pony"anity"? 
No, no the equinity. It's not. I've always heard it as oh the equinity. Equinity, yeah, yeah, that's how it go. All right. Alrighty. Now we got some questions for Brony Rider. Uh, are you a fan of cyberpunk? Nope. Alrighty. Uh-huh. Uh, what is the greatest idea you had for a story that you were never able to write? Huh. It was this story called Tyrant. It was basically Tyrant Celestia. Instead of um, the elements of harmony freeing Luna, they kill her. And um, Celestia slowly starts losing it and becomes becoming more and more of a tyrant. Um, Twilight's living with her in, in um, Canterlot with a few of her friends. Twilight has a daughter. Um, Fluttershy is her nursemaid, uh, babysitter. Um, and eventually, the Civil War starts when Applejack and Rainbow Dash go, I've had enough of this shit. Um, but Celestia acts like a tyrant normally does. Like, I do all of this for you guys. Um, what? I'm not helping. I'm not. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm. I, sometimes I just need to lay down my hoof, you know. Um, and yeah, civil war, different, whatever. I, I thought. I thought of some pretty interesting moments. Like almost nobody makes it out alive. I think like Applejack, Pinky, and Rarity is about the extent of it. <laughs> Twilight's daughter dies. Fluttershy dies. Rainbow Dash dies. Celestia dies. Every rocks fall, everyone dies. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Um, is I've there never any... had a problem killing eight-year-olds. Ah, that's a new quote. <laughs> wow. That, I that like was it. fantastic. Good job. <laughs> um, it, it, is there any alternate universe, whether it's from the show, from the fans that you enjoy, or that you really dislike? Hmm. I really like um, uh, Chengar Kordath's um, winning verse, and especially the subset of Sunset Shimmer in the mercenary town of Freeport. I would, I would absolutely watch a TV show regarding those. No question. Alrighty. Um, If you could recommend one change to the show and the writers, animators, directors had to listen to you, what would you recommend? Probably my earlier quote of, please strike a balance with Celestia. There's a difference between she can solve everything and if she stubbed her hoof, she'd be out for a week. So strike a little more of a balance. Make her more powerful than not at all. I like that idea of her stubbing her hoof and being out of commission for a week. That sounds like a story prompt, actually. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, now, Tony Montana says that he has a real question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, here we go. I'm excited. Let's do this. There had to be a specific reason you agreed to this podcast, and he, he's got three possible theories. He, he wants to know which one's closest. Mm-hmm. Um, a... Either a non-pencil kidnapped you and is now holding you hostage in the closet that usually imprisons me and is refusing to let you go unless you came on. Or B, 
A non-pencil threatened to turn you into an edgelord, black and white alicorn, unless you agreed to come on. Or C, she threatened to send a swarm of parish rights after you unless you agreed to come on to the podcast. Which of the three would you say is closest? Uh, A, because it's what happened. Yay! My closet is ever-growing in my male harem. <laughs> you and What's Pencil the... have just been trading me off like a box of DVDs. I spent some time in priest's basement. You know, okay, okay, I'm about to be... Oh, oh no, I guess I'm back in the closet. Okay. Just... Hey, well, hey, hey. hey when you buy a DVD of 12 Angry Men, you need to share it. I liked that movie. That was a good I movie. I liked that movie. That is it's, a good movie. It's easily my favorite movie. Um, um, better than Whiplash? I like. I own Whiplash. Objectively, it's better than Whiplash. But Ooh, Whiplash yes. is my favorite movie. Oh, I, I do. I did really like Whiplash. It it made my wife mad, and I actually wrote a review of Whiplash for my school paper. Actually, huh? Yeah. Basically, asking the question: What is art worth? What's what's the line of giving yourself to art? Birdman Alrighty. also asks that question, I think. Uh, let's is, it, see. Is, is art worth dying for? Is art worth being emotionally destroyed for? Is, is it worth it? Ooh. I'm a film minor, so... <laughs> I, Alrighty. I, I think that's really interesting. Whiplash is easily one of my favorite movies. And I, I'm a drummer, so it, mm -hmm. it rings with me personally as well. Mine's um, The Godfather. They're the two Godfather films. It's my favorite movie. Sweet. Now we'll go to some questions from Lunatone. I think we're getting ready to run to sort of the last, oh God, half of the thread. Oh man. Well, <laughs> chances are we're not going to get to everyone's question in this podcast. Um, we got half an hour. We should be able to, Priest, if we are real good, because some because some of the questions asked are rapid fires. I've checked. Okay. Um. So we'll start with number one. Uh. Well, actually, did we ask this one already? What story are you most proud of? I think you mentioned uh, your TV stories. Yeah. Okay. Um, why do those hold sentimental value to you? Just because you put so much work into them? Yeah, that and I wouldn't be where I am today without them. Um, okay. Uh, then we'll move I'm not just two. talking right here. Huh. That There's some implications along with that, but... If you're not free to express that, then we, we won't delve into that any further. Delve into um, what? The, the, the implications behind... Never mind. It's not important. Okay. We'll go to number two. Um, <laughs> what authors, both published and on the site, have influenced you the most as a writer? I think Shangar Korda asked for the, the, the site, and... I don't know. Rowling, I guess, is the, the author that I've read the most. Like, outside. I don't actually read as many books as I used to. Uh, I also do, like, Agatha Christie. She's she's really good. Um, Thomas Harris, I enjoy. Um, my favorite book is And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. I love that book. So good. But yeah, so there you go. Alrighty. Um, how would you say... How would you say they've driven you? What what elements do you try to take for them, and how do you look up to them? See, to me, the most important part of any story is the characters. Um, a lot can be forgiven if the characters are really good. 
So yeah, if if some of the story elements maybe don't line up, if the dialogue isn't as great as it could be, uh, the mechanics aren't perfect, people will forgive that if you have a really, really interesting character. And those authors make great characters. I mean, we get Hannibal Lecter, Poirot, uh, Wayne vs. Cloud Kicker, Strumming Heartstrings. I really like Strumming Heartstrings. Um, yeah, so I've, I've found through my general reading and stuff that characters are the most important thing. And that's what, that's what I've taken away from <clears throat> different authors. It's because all those authors have great characters. Alrighty. Uh, next, the we have a hypothetical question. Mm-hmm. Um, the universe was reset, and reality as we know it is vastly different. You've materialized in front of two doors, a left door and a right door. Uh, would you, A, go right where nothing is left, or would you, B, go left where nothing is right, and why? Uh, I write with my left hand, so I go um, left where nothing is right. So I'm already left-handed. I may be dexterous, but I write with my left. That's like, that's some Alice in Wonderland type answer right there. Lewis Carroll. <laughs> All right, let's let's go to number four. Um, how have how has your writing style and work process changed over the years as you write more and more? I think I plan things out a little more than I used to. Um, you know, I don't plan out every single detail, but I think that more so than I was a younger author, but I have major points that I want to hit, major plot points, major character points, and I kind of work towards those as opposed to just, all right, let's sit in front of a computer and see what we're going to get today. I still do that on some level, but not as much as I used to. Right, right. Uh, question number five. Uh, would you rather have the following as a pet? Um, mm-hmm. Armadillo, sea otter, horse, rock, or pencil? Me? Like the, yes, you. Me. Yes, okay. You. Probably a sea otter. I gotta warn you, though. Pencil's a pretty high-maintenance pet. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? It's like owning a lion, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Enigma, what is that supposed don't, to mean? Don't turn your back on pencil, is what I'm saying. Hey, I have several pencil wounds on my body. Well, I have many hand, questions. Actually. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, anyway. But I do own a snake. She's Thanks a bitch. Cool. Ooh, yeah. snake. My ball pythons were great. Very, very friendly snakes. But my garter snake is a bitch. She played <laughs> everything. Alright, number six. Would you consider yourself to be passive-aggressive? Can be. Awesome. We but, go psych- we go psychological now. <laughs> that was. But I, I, I don't. I don't like to be passive aggressive. I prefer to be aggressive aggressive. Aggressive aggressive is definitely the way to go over passive aggressive. I'll back you up on that. Can I yep. be aggressively passive? Yeah, you can, and you de- generally are. Yeah, I see what passive aggressive leads to, and it's not good for anybody. But I can oh. be. I don't like it, but I can be. My wife calls me out on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we got a question from Jace. Nathan Jarrett. 
Mm-hmm. How did TD manage to beat Chrysalis to death with just his bare hands? I would think she'd be powerful enough to stop one man, even if he did have changeling powers in some parts of his body, since she's the changeling's queen. Well, he got the drop on her, essentially. Um, I took this from Chang'ar Kordath, actually, but in, in the TD-verse, uh, Chrysalis isn't a, in a... Chrysalis isn't an entity in of herself. She's a physical manifestation of the hive mind uh, with the leadership complex. So he ambushed her and just beat her to death. And so none of the other changelings attacked because the only thing that was going through their hive mind was, ow, ow, holy shit, this hurts. You know, if you uh, break someone's jaw and then snap their horn off, it uh, limits their ability to fight back. For All right. That would hurt worse than anything, I think. You sound right. as if you speak from experience. No, I don't. <laughs> and my OC is a Pegasus, or my Pony Sona is a Pegasus, so I wouldn't know anything about Horn. Mm, same here. I kind of like that he has changeling powers, though. He can turn himself into a human. Oh my god. <laughs> And I didn't make a sex joke. I multicolored did make a sex joke. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Guys, stop. <laughs> Let's just drink. Let's just drink. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we got some questions from Dr. Foxwolf. Um, uh, some of these are pretty rapid fire, so yep. don't be afraid to rattle off. Uh, question number one What do you think of canon changelings now being made out of pure donut steel? We'll Spoiler see. territory, hold on. We'll see. I mean, I didn't think that... A few things. I didn't think... I mean, I didn't freak out about Alicorn Twilight quite as much as everybody else did. I didn't really freak out about Alicorn Twilight. I just kind of reserved judgment on it in terms of let's see what happens. So that's pretty much where I am with the Changelings now. Let's see what happens. That's um, I'm going to skip the next question out of spoilers. And now I... Now I'm actually kind of sad that I know that. Um, number three, what's your favorite candy? Twix. Oh, right. real Twixy Twix person. Or left Twix. Can you say? Uh, can you say for me, real quick, Brony Rider? Can you say, "Ooh, a piece of candy"? Ooh, a piece of candy. Oh my God, Enigma! I'm so angry with you right now <laughs> because now I hear it. I told you. I fucking told you. I wasn't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sound like James Woods, I promise. Uh, ask my wife. We have James Woods. Uh, do you even place. lift? No, I don't. Sometimes oh, okay. I do, but I don't. What is your catharsis? To see my enemies destroyed before me and hear the lamentation. Jesus, Conan. Wow. Okay. <laughs> we, we got real. <laughs> I hope not shit. <laughs> Damn. Stay away from Brony Rider. He's just wrecking people. Up to the top he goes. I, I told you. I, I have no problem killing eight-year-olds. I told you. I'm not picturing Conan. I'm now picturing uh, James Wood as Conan. No, st- no. I don't want to be James Woods because I don't want to have a 
high school and Family Guy named after me. Thank you. Family Guy sucks. I mean, it didn't yes! used to, but it does. It does yeah. now. It does now. It needs to be put down with The Simpsons. South Park is still great. South Park is as good as it's always been. Even better now, but Family Guy and The Simpsons are, are their their time is over, and they need to admit it. All right, now we have a lighthearted question. Mm -hmm. Do you hide behind your sense of humor to distract yourself from the crushing weight of reality and hopelessness that inevitably comes once you turn your mind to the world as a whole? Yep. Awesome. What's your favorite book? And then there were none by Agatha Christie. Yay! Oh, right. um, would you be for or against sapient machines? I, against what? Sapient machines. machines. So like AIs, uh, robots that can move. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I guess like the changelings. Let's introduce it, see where it goes. So you'd be fine with people creating it, to say the very least. Yeah, sure. I mean, I've seen Terminator. We've all seen Terminator. So hopefully we'll know to avoid stuff like that, but probably not. Hey, we probably I make the same mistakes. We always do. Just okay. saying, I would buy my own pony. Uh, next. Uh, no, no, we'll I will judge you. I will judge you so hard for this question, and I'm going to shut up now. What movie is better? Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory or Charlie in the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> the original, no question. Thank you. Yeah. The new one sucks. If you said otherwise, I was going to have to. No, the new one's bad. Existence. I mean, and it yeah. has the visual style of any Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Tim Burton and Johnny Depp need to take a break from each other. They have been. But they won't. They won't. No, they've still been working Just for the next 15 years, do their own thing, and Johnny Depp needs to make a promise to the world, I will stop playing the same weird character over and over again. I will, because uh, Depp's a talented actor. You see him in stuff like Finding Neverland. He, he's a good actor. And like, what's he in Gilbert Grape? He was great in that. I would, I would prefer though, rather than seeing him get in better acting parts, I'd prefer to see him get a little, you know, cleaner and stop beating the women he's with. So there's that. Eh. Just variation. Jack Sparrow, you bitch. Yeah, yeah. The, the original. No question. Alrighty. Uh, like asking original... which Prom Night film is better. Or which which Nightmare on Elm Street film is better. The original or the remake. <laughs> the original, of course. Uh, do you prefer Necco wafers? I don't know. Have you ever had Necco wafers? Probably. I think so. They're, they're those chalky candies that come in the little... Um, Little tubes, not like Pez, but Wax little. Paper. Yeah. Eh, never really. I haven't had them that often, I guess. And if I have, it's been a long, long time. So whatever. How about candy corn? I do like candy corn. Alrighty. Um. Moving down to look through Cyber Phazon's questions. Hmm. Uh, this one looks good. Uh, yeah. What would be the most hilarious thing to do as a prank if you were in Equestria with uh, with two of anybody or any pony to help you do it? Well, obviously, Pinky Dash uh, would help the most. Um, and I've seen this prank pulled before. 
in a story. So that's how I know it'd be great. Just tell, just, just walk in. I don't even, I wouldn't even pink and dash to help me. Just walk into the library in Twilight's library while she's, you know, reading or whatever and say, Hey, Twilight. I moved around three books. I don't remember which books they were and I don't mm-hmm. remember where I put them. <laughs> See ya. And just watch her freak out. That'd be pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, we'll do number three. Uh, if you had the chance to, would you hang out with vinyl and party all night like it's 1999? Yeah. Totally. Awesome. Wouldn't you? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even though electronica is not quite my thing. Let's see. Um, number five. Would you be friends and hang out with a browser pony if you could, even if it's chatting with said pony on your computer screen? Browser pony? Oh, you don't know about browser pony? Basically, pony embodiments of like Google or Chrome. Oh, was Firefox. Firefox. Firefox pony's cutest. Let's be clear. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah sure. Short. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do. That. Nobody likes Internet Explorer. So who would you choose? No. Oh, Firefox pony probably. Yeah. That's what it oh. is. You wouldn't go to the opera with opera pony? No. No. Oh. There's no love for Safari? No. No. Yeah. No. She's so Firefox. boring. Anyway, um, number six. Do you think Pinkie Pie is like Kirby when it comes to sweets? Yeah. Actually, All right. I think about it. It feels like Kirby is just Pinkie Pie if she removes several of her bones. Yeah. Uh, okay. But okay, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm gonna take this next question. Um, number seven. Who would win in a race, Sonic or Rainbow Dash? Oh gosh. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct Yay! answer! Yes! Everyone give him a round of applause. Yay. Congratulations, Shinji. Congratulations, Shinji. Anyway. Alright, um, let's see. Now we're down to the final post by Displacer of Equestrias. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, this is an interesting one. Uh, what is the stupidest thing you've seen both online and in real life? Stupidest thing I've both seen online and real life. I guess for online, it'd just be your average YouTube comment section. <laughs> <laughs> for real life. Hmm. It was when my first girlfriend dubbed me. <laughs> oh no <Nah>, not really <laughs> poor baby yeah none of us in hindsight i shouldn't have even dated her in the first place nobody liked her she was she's probably better now but if i if she hadn't i wouldn't be married to my wife right now and uh yeah infinitely better so but yeah real life i don't know i have to think about that one i got an answer for you mm-hmm twerking oh mm. Yeah, any of, yeah, any of those like internet fad posing 
things. Let's do the Harlem Shake. Yeah, yeah. Let's do or just duck face. Or just hipsters in general. Let's just add throw that in there. Just hipsters in general. And I'll have you know, I am a pony fandom hipster. I started back when we were on the co board on 4chan. Cool. No, that's sorry. Um, <laughs> that said, I think we only have a few more questions left in the thread. Ooh, um, we made it through. I told you we would. We're going to make last call for questions in the chat. Those who okay. are watching right now, all 21 of you. And once uh, we're done, have... I'll, I'll pick some and I'll pass them along. Yes. 98 so... bottles of votes on the wall. <laughs> Let's see. Um, number two, uh, the, the question's vague, so I'm going to add on to it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of bullshit do you allow in your comment sections? What, when does it become far enough that you need to start moderating on your own stories or your uh, user page? I've, I've made it very clear. Keep the fucking comments relevant to the fucking story. If I get eight or nine replies and comments saying oh yeah yeah i really did like the new star wars movie i'm like i don't give a shit <laughs> you want to talk about that have at it but here is not the place to do it if if two two people are arguing about oh i agree or disagree with this thing that happened in the story great go for it but once it stops being about the story itself Take it somewhere else, please. Alrighty. Uh, I think that's I think that's pretty fair as far as comment sections go. Everyone has their own set of rules, but I mean yeah. definitely when you start to get things like flame wars going on in there, maybe it's maybe it's time to take a step back and, and clean things up a little it's bit. It's not even flame wars. It's just it can be two guys having a friendly conversation about whatever. But if it doesn't relate to the story, because I get notified every time they post something like that. So, you know, it's annoying. So you don't like the, uh, you don't like the false hope you get when you see a notification that goes, oh, it's a comment. Maybe it's about the story. And then you click it and it's not. Yeah, I guess you could put it that way. Alrighty. Um, let's see. The next question is, what is the answer to life, the universe, and everything? 42. boy. There, you did it. You you made your nerdy obligation. It's fine. I did. Um, what do you think of displaced and equestria stories as a genre? Displaced and equestria? Yes. Uh, it's the type of story where someone goes to, say, like a convention, and they're dressed up in a cosplay, and then all of a sudden, boom, they're in Equestria, and their cosplay magically fused to them and gave them all the powers of that person they were costuming as. Sounds stupid. Sounds wish-fulfilly. Which I guess is <laughs> a problem in of itself. I'll just say, it's not my thing. You're on a right. You want to write it? Go for it. So if you were to do like a self-insert, you'd go to the you go to the convention as James Woods, and you'd be unaffected when you get displaced. Now then, um... you know what it's like to drink an entire <laughs> gallon of milk with a funnel shoved down your throat. No, but I do know that for bleach. <laughs> <laughs> the other end, then. Uh, oh. oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> 
do a milk bleach. Or no, we'll do ammonia and bleach. There we go. Oh. Milk is sitting back there doing like, why are people talking about drinking me again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I just have to question life sometimes, I swear. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh before we go to questions from the chat, um, unless you're a particular TF two fan, Brony Rider. What? Are you are, a fan of you... TF two? Yeah. Ah. I have a oh. sniper rifle that I call Bessie. I like it. Alright, my, my TF two question. My um, my uh my Steam handle is Antares, the Wrath of the Stars, and I and I have a sniper rifle for my sniper that I named Bessie, and I like it. Nice. You typically play sniper? Yeah, but uh, if you wanted a good pyro, you could do worse. Pyro or an engineer, you could do worse. But I like sniper the best. I always have. For any game, I like snipers. If I can find a sniper rifle in the game, I'm like, I'm happy. Alrighty, cool. Uh, that pretty mm-hmm. much covers the TF2 question, or at least on a, on a high level. Um, one final thing before we go to questions from the chat. Hopefully there were some good ones penciled before There's I shift one. over to you. There's one good question. Um, I, I, this is not in our nature for the podcast. And mm-hmm. I want to stay state this straight up. Um, it, it's not even a question for you, Brony Writer, but I need, to, I need to take care of this. Um, we do not advertise stories on this podcast at all. Um, but that's unless, said, unless it's our guests, unless we, we advertise the stories guests. of our guests. It's true. We, uh, don't submit stories and ask for questions for us to work in the store, uh, advertise their story. Even if you're featuring me in it, like distillation of Equestrius is doing, please don't do that. It's disrespectful for our guests. Please, please don't. Thank now you. Now then, that said, going over to a non pencil, what have we well, seen from our chat? Um, we have one person who, it's actually a Snuffy, who wanted to know if you have any experience with digital publishing, which I know you do, and how how is that for you? What is your experience with it? What are your feelings on it? Digital publishing, like publishing online or? Self-publishing, publishing online, or publishing through iTunes or something like that. Oh. Well, I've had a very positive experience publishing on Thin Fiction, um, obviously, and uh, my experience with publishing, like making the published book for TD the Eloquent Princess, hasn't totally started yet. We've still got to finish up the editing for that, but it should be an interesting process, if nothing else. Uh, do you recommend it for others? Yeah. Get your stuff out there. You never know what's going to happen. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> all righty um well that said we are out of questions then and that pretty much covers all the allotted time that we had that we will um, also um one thing we sometimes do is uh, are there any final words you in particular want to leave with our writers or any finals um, or readers or whatever any particular statement you'd like to leave them with party on be excellent don't be a douche Good job. <laughs> that sums it up. Well, there you have it, folks. This was the Good HIE Podcast. Um, Brownie Ryder, thank you so much for coming on once again. Um, well, hopefully, everyone, hopefully you had a good time. Hopefully everyone in the chat had a good time. Next week on the podcast, we have Natural Born Jerby joining us for, us, for an interview and set of questions. 
And we'll, um, we'll say his name right then, we promise. Wait, did I not yeah, say you it said right? Drippy. Drippy. Man. <laughs> it's the scotch, I swear. I'm sure. I'm sure. Is that even real scotch or are you still drinking red red label? No, beverage? I'm drinking McCallum Gold. I ended up drinking an entire bottle of red label while um watching cats. So clearly I'm living the life. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm incredible. So before we end this, writer, what I want you to do is after well, after we end this, I want you to turn to your wifey, and I want you to say, "Wifey, do I sound like James Woods?" And your wifey will give you the answer. I will do that. I'll be sure to do that when she gets home from work. Four do hours. See, do you see, see color a wifey? Twice. We got a discussion I've, earlier. We'll I think I've called her wifey before, actually. Well, I was talking. About might as well start. Friendly. You might as well start. I don't know, man. You don't want to test the boundary. That might not be a boundary you want to test about marriage. <laughs> I can, I can vouch. I've already tested a bunch of others. Oh, Whoa. oh! <laughs> this was a good HJ podcast. Thank you for coming up tonight. This was a non-pencil. I need more alcohol. <laughs> Enigmatic otaku. Huns. Flamin' Werfer. Fuck all of you. No, I'm. I am perfectly Bye. okay with killing eight-year-olds. <laughs> Ravage. We should all take away from this. <laughs> I and of course, our guest, Brownie Ryder. Thank you for having me. God, that sign-off was terrible for all of us, and I'm ashamed of each and every one of us for that. My name is Flutter Priest. Have a good weekend. It's not illegal to call a toddler a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs>